let's go deep, shall we? You're listening to Some Depth with Neve and Daisy, our numero dos show on Quarantine FM. A place for friendship, feminism, and cultural tidbits. We want to keep you keen while you quarantine, keep you up to date while you isolate. We only have 30 minutes to rock your world, but knowing some of you, that won't be a problem. Are we ready? Welcome back! Oh my word! I am sweating. I am. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're not going there. <laughs> I can, I can hear it over this mediocre recording app. Uh, right oh, here. I can, I can hear it through my microphone. Oh, uh, let me just begin, Daisy. Can we just begin by thanking all seven listeners who oh tuned in to listen Iconic. to us? Iconic. I would like to shout out to two of them over in the Hague. Hello, Ollie and Lisa tuned in to quarantine fm listening to us from hey another guys. country we stand we have no choice but to stand <laughs> we simply must we simply must stand i'd also like to shout out i mean seven listeners need that's like Big. more friends than i've ever had i can't I believe i'm an influencer blue tick <laughs> pending <laughs> get the fuck out of my way sarah Gawker. like what are you <laughs> But I would like to just say, um, we received some like very sweet messages during the week. I want to say a big shout out to Fiocro Mara, who's studying to be a doctor and for some godforsaken reason decided to tune in. Oh Thank, you, Thank you, Fiocro. Thank you, Fiocro, for everything Matthew, you do and more. <laughs> Matthew Doncel, who shouted out to us from work. We hope we're brightening your morning again, but we would not blame you if didn't return this time <laughs> i want to say hello to eliza and kate my sisties who were tuning in just everybody you're all just amazing yes i would also like to shout out all of the great gals in selbridge tuned in and specifically scythe and her fictional hens in castle fictional, i've actually been kept abreast of this scythe i just want you to know i know i actually maybe will we fill the listeners in really quickly on what scythe is up to i think i think you need to tell <laughs> So I was playing a trick on her neighbours. <laughs> she's isolating because she came back from uh, travelling and she's doing some self-isolation. And to fill that b- gap of boredom, she uh, hangs her Bluetooth speaker out the window playing chicken sounds. And her neighbours are up in arms wondering which one of them has chickens in the back garden. But it's not just like chicken sounds. Like you sent me a screenshot. It's like a YouTube link to chicken noises on a Which loop. is a whole other layer that we have to question. Who the hell? I, I can't even. ASMR has oh. gone too far. Honestly, this t- hey. this time is truly birthing maniacs. I feel. Oh, like. it, it it is. But God bless Ive. We we need that. We. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into our week in review, will we? Yeah, let's do it. How was your life on the internet this week? Honestly, Neve, it was fruitful because I was supposed to be, <clears throat> excuse this um, slight slurp, I'm um, enjoying a cocktail in bed right now. Ooh, um, delicious. Yeah, Let's just good. clarify that this is being recorded. Yeah, that was not at 10am. That wasn't clear last week, apparently, but then the person who said that to me was like, oh my god, why are you and Neve so crystal clear? Like, how much did you spend on that audio recording, Daisy? And I was like, oh no, it's all an illusion. It's a mediocre recording app. And uh, that massive glitch you heard, that was not our fault. That was the recording app. We're really sorry. It was the it was the show's Angelus. It was the show's Angelus, except... It was indeed. We had agreed prior to it, uh, just as a behind-the-scenes little clip, 
we had we had agreed prior to recording that if we glitched that one of us like whoever was not glitching would just start singing Dua Lipa and amazingly we were both on beat and both sang Dua Lipa oh Daisy I think we'll we'll leave it there but I just want to be honest with the people the reason that we decided to do that is not because we thought it would be funny but it's because that's what we actually do on our own phone calls one of us just starts singing Mm. Oh yeah. Like anyway. very, very rarely do, do, do full sentences actually happen, which is part of why this is so challenging for us. Because, <laughs> like, mostly we communicate via. I was going to say psychosis. What do people communicate? Um, telepathy. Telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one for another day. Anyway, um, anyway, I was gonna, I was gonna start shouting on about my habits. So basically, I wanted to talk about. Um, I feel like last week I went in too much about Instagram and Twitter and you know I really do, I spend a lot of time there but I actually don't really delve deep let's be yeah you love your reddit time I'm a freak yeah and there's one particular subreddit I like those of you who don't use reddit there's no need to know anymore um I'm not going to explain it to you but basically <laughs> google is right <laughs> just yeah you know what it is uh there's a section on it basically called today I learned and it gives you these tidbits and they're the most fucked up interesting facts ever I love and it. I learned this amazing um fact about uh, Honda but you know the car company Honda you're familiar with them they don't, mm. they make cars yes I've, um, I've heard in 2001 Honda prepared to release a car and they wanted to call it the Fit um but in European markets they wanted to call it Fitta F-I-T-T-A Ooh. um but they weren't aware that in Swedish, that word translates to a vulgar term for vagina. So it would be kind of like calling it like... The C the word. Fiat, yeah, it would be kind of like calling the Fiat Panda like the Fiat Gash or something. Like it was oh just God. not on. Yeah. And then to make it worse, the slogan would have been the all new fitter. Small on the outside, big on the inside. Oh, good God. And then it was renamed the Jazz before release, and I just I died. Oh. Imagine, imagine being on that marketing team. Hilarious. Who thought of that? Like, oh. yeah, I actually fell down. So I didn't spend that much time on the internet this week because um, I had a, a big assignment due on Wednesday that just consumed me. But um, when I was on the internet, I was watching Normal People, which obviously in the UK <gasps> yes. came out on BBC for us. It was RTE, and I just tell me your thoughts. I have. Yeah, I just, what really struck me and kind of made me a bit of emotional was how, you know, often we consume media like daily and constantly that's from the US and from the UK and we've kind of had to learn ways to kind of see ourselves into it. Whereas this, Mm. I thought what was so amazing about it was that it was a fully Irish, fully, you know, real drama series that wasn't a comedy that wasn't kind of a joke about Irishness that wasn't Father Ted that was seriously that know, wasn't Paddy Wackery that wasn't yeah. Paddy Wackery that was literally like yeah. this is it this is this is, that it discussed class that it discusses you know domestic violence consent issues suicide the Debs super value like everything features not getting into Trinity exactly. still a sore topic for many <laughs> and that it's literally you know it's so real and yeah, no, I don't know completely. I would love to kind of be a fly on the wall to the Brits and you know the um, people in the US watching it because 
I can't imagine how I would consume that if I wasn't Irish. I, I feel very guarded about it, you know? That's a really interesting point. And I, I obviously, like, because of this stupid exam today and because of my Reddit deep diving, I've been far too engrossed to um, engage in normal people just yet. I'm pretty excited to. Mm. But it, it ha something that is really exciting is watching your international friends liking and, and viewing the clips and just being mm. like, what must it be like for them? Like... I know the context is we just take such ownership over that context and it just feels so strange to have like my French friends tagging me in the videos and being like what's Trinity <laughs> like yes. what, why are they talking about this like what I love <laughs> like, it. I love like it. it's it's just it's so yeah I just I'm I'm so happy it's having this moment now in quarantine where people are able to focus on it yes. fully yes I'm and so proud it apart. of it really. yeah yeah it's good yeah and like just you haven't watched it yet but the like scenes in the schools and like I mean obviously we both went to a school where there were no boys around so I think it's gas that they have a classroom with boys in it but they're all wearing their uniforms and it, it just it looks so it's so gas it's so it's so true and I love it anyway um, I might get onto my block list would you like to hear my juicy blocks this week yeah I was actually just going to say before you start your block list I really hate that um, you had a really insightful tidbit to begin with and I started with a vagina car but thanks Neve. No, I, fine we love it really showed car. up my vagina car fact whatever <laughs> and I swear to the listeners I have more intelligent stuff to come <laughs> I, we, we, you know what Vagina car is valid and vagina car is needed in quarantine. Let me tell you that. Anyway, my block just, list. Okay. Here we go. You want to hear? So yeah. this one I actually blocked out of offense. Um, it, it's an oh. account and it was on Instagram now, not, not Twitter. But an account came up in my... Um, I think it was sponsored. Anyway, I don't know okay. why this happened. But it was a first time mum account about breastfeeding. Ooh blocked okay. immediately I went straight I didn't even say this isn't relevant I didn't say this isn't relevant don't show me again I went into the account and I blocked them specifically so that they would know they they don't have access to me Daisy I'm not breast oh my good god give my nipples a break anyway Wait, is it is it more is it more stressful for you that it was suggested or was it more stressful for you the content because the content wouldn't wouldn't phase you I'd imagine um, no, the content didn't phase me at all. I think what stressed me out is that it made me think about what it is that I'm doing on the internet that made Instagram uh, think that this sponsored post would be relevant to me. Mm -hmm. And I hope it's yeah. not that I'm turning 25 next month. Look, anyway, we need, to, we need to accept that sometimes the computer isn't judging us. I think It's so just an algorithm. Anyway, next person <laughs> I... <laughs> Next person that I blocked is this anti-choicer on Twitter who edited a really gross... You fucking told me this. Yes, awful. A really vile image and sent it, um, tweeted it to Roisin Ingle, who is an absolute angel and is just trying to live her goddamn life and be the icon that she is. And um, I obviously reported that, but then went in and blocked them specifically. And honestly, it's just the offense. Like, just to say, um, Neve told me about this earlier, and like, she told me about what they actually did, and it was vile. And just, it's like, it's 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 even more hurtful that it's to Roisin because she's just trying to share positive things during this quarantine and she's been so great on Twitter and like sharing people that have been working really hard to promote their Irish businesses. I don't know. Exactly. It was just no. It was so below the belt. Yeah, so... but these people these people know uh, no morals. Anyway, the last person that I'll give you that I uh, blocked this week is at Mr Sensible Eleven. 
and I blocked him because his bio says I'm going to read out the full bio because you need to hear how this escalates because I was reading it and was like ugh a bit annoying but whatever but then I got to the end and I said oh good god I need to block this man so the bio says sarcasm gamer internet culture okay not so bad so far but then we get into nationalism two German words that I don't understand demographics hashtag 2066 which I don't want to google and British by birth, English by the grace of God. Good lord oh. above. So he got a Neve, block. how did you make it down that far? An instant you block. You lost me at gamers. Oh no, I, I, I glanced, I didn't have gamers, my glasses but... on at the time, but I glanced <laughs> and saw the word English and was like, okay, okay. And then saw the grace of God and said, oh, good lord, this man, this man, <laughs> this man needs to be blocked from everyone, but especially from me right now. Not I'm non-dialed just... to my space. I'm just picturing you and your Marks and Spencer's twin set grasping for your glasses and just going, no. Good lord, no. <laughs> Block. Not in these pajamas. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, let's God. get on to our right. hot take turntable, will we? Yeah, we'll, hear, we'll be here all day otherwise. Um, let do, me see. Do you want to um, explain to people what the hot takes are or will I explain? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so, so the hot take turntable is, tell me. The hot take turntable is about... Um, firing hot takes into each other's ear holes as fast as we possibly can. Um, (laughs) Sorry. To to minimal reaction or to, you know, um, it's kind of basically like live tweeting. Like, it's basically like saying tweets. Coming in hot and fast. Screaming them into the void. Yeah. Good Lord. Okay, do you want to start? Does that sum it up? No, that probably didn't. It did. You Okay, my first hot take is, and it's something I say constantly, so you've definitely heard it before, but I think the world needs to know about this one. Time is a social construct. Oh, yes, that's a good one. It's a social construct. I hear it it and I hear often uh, time is a mad-made construct, but lately a sort of chicer version is time is elastic. So I get people on my Zoom and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm an hour late. And I'm like, hey, time is elastic, it's cool. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. Okay, go. Okay, sorry. Uh, mine is a bit longer, but whatever. So, um, the more bags on the den uh, were way beyond their time for two main reasons. They um, pushed the idea of non-binary gender roles and yes. often put Rossa in dresses and Molly in boy clothes. And they themselves were just kind of like non-gender conforming beings, which is sort of cool yes and they also the entire purpose of the show was aimed at preserving the growing tree so they were super environmentally conscious yes i love i love i love Uh that one okay my next hot take is a bit odd but i you know okay i'm just gonna say it bird song you with me Mm -hmm. bird song is the most beautiful sound in nature and every single musical achievement by humans has just been an effort to recreate it I've never thought of that, but I agree with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay, go on. Give me yours. Um, okay. Um, this kind of ties into the earlier one about the more bags. I went to the more bags deep dive, but it's fine. Well, I just realized I was de- I was developing this other hot take about Blind Boy, right? So I this other hot take, I don't know how a lot of people feel about this, but I'm going to hit you with it anyway. The worship that Blind Boy receives. I love Blind Boy. Disclaimer. Um, however well justified is nigh on messianic nowadays it appears that Irish people when seeking guidance 
tend to prefer leaders that offer a sense of surrealism, care for the environment, and interest in gender roles, which ties right back to the Moorbegs. I'm about to write a fucking thesis. Oh my on word. How similar those two Blind leaders are. Blind Boy is the Moorbegs. He is. He talks about the growing tree, he shares foreign paganistic tales, he brings us to otherworldly timelines, and yes. he uh, constantly brings up gender roles. Wow. And he listens to kids. Lovely. We need it. So basically, Blind Boy is just the sequel of the Morbegs. Okay, and they both And they both wear cheap... Um, sorry, one last thing. They both wear cheap materials on their faces. The Morbegs wear um, <gasps> socks and uh, Blind Boy wears a bag. Oh, uh, what's really hitting me right now that I hadn't thought about before, but now will be etched into the inside of my eyeballs forever, is that the Morbegs were people wearing suits. Those Morbegs... Oh, yeah. Weren't yeah. actually real Morbegs. Oh, Neve, and, uh, and those people who were the Morbegs are just walking around somewhere as people. Oh no, Bizarre. one of them. Um, I looked on Wikipedia. One of them became an actress. Uh, they were two women, um, but one of them was voiced by a man. And then, uh, unfortunately, one of them had a, a scrape with crime. I feel like she might have been caught with some drugs. But you know, these things happen. We're it was the naughties, you know. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I have one last hot take, and it's the hottest of all the takes. Okay. Are you ready for me? I know Leo Vradker isn't ready to hear this, but somebody has to tell him. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, you ready? What if... Okay, I know know this is a hard one to hear, but... What if, instead of just calling them heroes, we actually paid essential workers properly? How do you feel about that? I mean, it's a tall order. I know. It's a a lot to say, and I know it's a super hot take. I know that it's a really unusual (laughs) thing to say, that maybe we should just pay people a dignified wage, but, like... I like the idea. I mean, even just to like, could you just be by any way make that slightly less radical? And instead of calling them heroes, just call them like something like heroes for the slaughter, which mm, would be yes. more apt. I yes. don't know. We're gonna leave that out there. We're gonna let the void. Oh uh, yeah, that. I'm just gonna hope that Leo Rocker's tuned into Quarantine FM so he can take some notes. Okay, we get yeah. onto our poetry section. Yes, please. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Okay, so listeners, folks, um, gentlemen, ladies, uh, the non-conforming everyone, I want you all to hear Neve wrote the most amazing tribute to a wonderful, wonderful Irish woman who left us this week. And um, it's particularly apt because of the themes of her writing and their relation to us and the relation to the time we're living in and also the fact that International Poetry Day was yesterday but mm. at the time of recording today which is so just it's just so perfect it's the serendipity of it makes me believe in higher beings so i just want neve to take take us away and tell us something about this amazing woman so let me just begin by saying that ivan boland revolutionized irish writing she created us and shaped this place for so many voices that had previously been ignored and unwelcome at the age of 25 which daisy and i are now She was a founding member of the Irish Women's Liberation Movement, a radical alliance of women who were concerned about sexism within Ireland, both socially and legally. Believe it or not, their first meeting was in our beloved Dublin Bewley's Cafe on Grafton Street in 1970. While the group was short-lived, they were very influential and ran campaigns such as the contraceptive train where women would famously and publicly break the law that banned contraception by taking the train up to Belfast, buying condoms and returning with them openly in hand. 
1978, she joined Ireland House, Ireland's first feminist press, who were demanding that women be allowed to write and publish seriously. Yvonne's first publication was actually while she was a Trinity student, and that's where she met her lifelong friend, Mary Robinson. At her inaugural presidential speech, Mary Robinson quoted her dear friend, and I'll quote it here for you, Daisy. As a woman, I want women who have felt themselves outside history to be written back into history. In the words of Yvonne Boland, finding a voice where they found a vision. I'll finish this with a little anecdote from the Irish Times. Such was it Boland's dedication to having the voices of ordinary Irish women told, was that during a writing workshop in Dublin, she encouraged a writer to go public with her poetry. The woman was a housewife and said that she did not want to publish anything in case her neighbours thought that she wasn't washing her windows. We don't know who that writer is because she actually never did go public with her poems. But we owe so much to Boland, who decided that the women who were at home washing windows and caring for children deserved to have their voices heard and their stories told. And rest in power, Ivan, you gave us so much. Neve, what I really love, especially about that amazing tribute, was that you highlight there that anecdote about the woman who never actually shared her poems. And although I, I only knew because you told me about that anecdote, but I'm thinking now about all the women out there that have yet to share their poems or whatever their art is. Yeah. And have read about that anecdote or have thought about that and don't have an Ivan in their lives, you know? Yeah, I know. And there, there's a reason that poems were posted anonymous, you know? Anonymous was the woman who couldn't give her name. Yeah. And I mean... Yeah, wow. And I also just, I, I love how close to her I feel now, even though it's always sad when you hear about somebody like that has passed and then you suddenly start to reconnect with them again. Yes. And then you wish you had while they were still Absolutely. with us. But, you know, it's so nice, even the closeness of Bewley's, to think that we're in the same building. I you know. forget these things. And the same age. And the person that I really can't stop thinking about this week is Mary Robinson, because, I mean, I, yes. as you know, I'm a huge Mary Robinson fan. And in, in her own memoir, she speaks about how important her friendship with Yvonne Boland was to to who she became as a person. And they their friendship was such a, a huge part of their lives. And it just breaks my heart to think of that platonic love, that bond that you have with a friend and and that person passing is just almost unbearable to think of. So my love and condolences to everyone who knew Ivan, but especially to Mary Robinson this week. It's tragic, but as also, as you say, rest in power and to be two young women who whose friendship is now famous and, and to, to be so modern and ahead of their time. Absolutely. And I always resonate, and I definitely resonate lately, with themes of female friendship. Not to be a complete sap, you already know this, but I do, I, I, I love that stuff more than love stories or love poems, or it, I just find it eternally rewarding to read Absolutely. about. You know, so I think, I think, and it's, isn't it just the serendipity of it? You know, just this, this moment in time. Yeah. And it, it does it does it does bring me on to her next poem, which I, I will get on to because of um, time. I think we're at like twenty three minutes now. But um, her next poem 
is one that I was drawn to um, admittedly for a shallow reason because of the name quarantine um, quarantine obviously quarantine FM this is where this is the life we're living this is the moment in time that keeps crystallizing at odd points of the day for some of us um, that's sort of forgettable occasionally like I don't know about you Neve, but sometimes I wake up in the morning and I forget I'm in quarantine Yes. you know yes. and for a, for a few minutes I'm just like oh you know I don't know I'll go to college or something and then I remember what's going on and I wanted to read a poem about somebody else's quarantine and um, this is obviously a poem that was on the leaving cert syllabus a lot of pe- a lot of people will know it um, but it reflects uh, the last time Irish society the historic pendulum of Irish society swung into quarantine yes and it's also a love poem um, it's actually a really powerful and sweet love poem although it's so gritty so anyway I'll, I'll, I'll kick, it, kick it off okay. in the worst hour of the worst season of the worst year of a whole people a man set out from the workhouse with his wife he was walking they were both walking north she was sick with famine fever and could not keep up he lifted her and put her on his back he walked like that west and west and north until at nightfall under freezing stars they arrived in the morning they were both found dead of cold of hunger of the toxins of a whole history but her feet were held against his breastbone the last heat of his flesh was his last gift to her let no love poem ever come to this threshold there is no place here for the inexact praise of the easy graces and sensuality of the body there is only time for this merciless inventory their death together in the winter of 1847 also what they suffered how they lived and what there is between a man and a woman and in which darkness it can best be proved That was Quarantine by Van Bond, um, everyone. What I love and... so much, sorry, what, what I love no, so much ahead. about um, Quarantine as a poem is, you know, when we talk about Irish history and when we talk about, you know, stories of the famine, it's so highly politicised and it's such a, mm. it's such a, you know, public history that's been, that's the story that's been told of it. And I love yeah. what I love so much about what Yvonne did in her writing was taking private, intimate moments. Yes, yeah. And making those worthy of a story to be told. And I think that, especially for Irish people, when we think about the famine, we think about the politics of it, we think about the public stories of it, and we don't ever think, and probably because it's too difficult to think, about the fact that those people walk where we walk now, those people were people too, and they were our ancestors, and they felt love, and they had their own hopes and dreams, and they had their own, you know, love stories to tell, yeah, and that was all exactly. cut short for them. Yeah, exactly that, and and you think of... You, you tend to even other the famine in your own head, you yes, know, yes. at least I do. Absolutely. And then, and then you realise that, um, like, the, the two people that, you know, she's talking about in this poem, they probably weren't old people. They might have been a young couple. Absolutely. They might have been people that, you know, 
whose values and principles everything would just mirrored ours completely but um this was their fate and it, it's so it's so sad but it's also even though she says let no love poem ever come to this threshold i can't help but get caught up in the like romanticism of it i still think that she the the feet being held against the breastbone as a Absolutely. gift you know it's just so intimate and so so kind and like there's such goodness in the poem which yes, i really like even though it's terribly that, sad when you're on the brink of death that's that's what love means you know and yeah yeah that's incredible i might get on, on actually because we're kind of running out of time here of course to, go ahead. um a poem who, that i suppose is um written about another kind of love um that a mother has for their for their own daughter um written by Yvonne about breastfeeding or feeding sorry her own daughter um the poem is night feet so i'll begin this is dawn believe me this is your season little daughter the moment daisies open the hour mercurial rain water makes a mirror for sparrows it's time we drowned our sorrows i tiptoe in i lift you up wriggling in your rosy zipped sleeper yes this is the hour for the early bird and me when finder is keeper i crook the bottle how you suckle this is the best I can be, housewife to this nursery, where you hold on, dear life. A salt of milk, the last suck, and now your eyes are open, birth coloured and offended. Earth wakes, you go back to sleep, the feed is ended. Worms turn, stars go in, even the moon is losing face. Poplars stilt for dawn, and we begin the long fall from grace. I took you in. It's just this most precious poem like that's the word that comes to me it's so the day is obviously so precious to Ivan in the poem the daughter is so precious the bird the worm everything is just so precious i don't know how she illustrates that so well but exactly that's what and comes across i to think me. what what i'm really um, strikes me about it and I suppose it's it's knowing the context of her as being a radical feminist in, in Irish history is that you know she speaks about you know this is who I am now this is being a housewife this is being a mother and mm. the complications that come with your self-identity when when all of that happens and you still kind of have to go on and this creature depends so much on you and it is yours and it is your daughter and you have to continue going and you have to continue with your feeding even though you're having these moments of saying this is what I am now and isn't it doesn't it remind you you know of that Irish mammy thing oh this is it you know when Irish mammy say that yeah sure this is it now and, yeah, yeah. and that just <laughs> sums up their ability to suck it up and get on with it and that's really that's a theme in this as well you know this is Absolutely. the best I can be this is dawn like let's you know, get on with it yeah this is your season come on like this is you know th- as in here's what life's handed to us let's just you know muck in exactly I think it's just such a lovely poem it really is and it's 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 one that I hope people continue to read for as long as they can because I think it's especially important for women to to know that this is a moment that's shared by by all um, people who are nursing um, yeah babies it's the sweetest note to end on I really think so anyway because, will we leave um, it there babe I haven't got any more have you no Great. All right. Well, bye bye. Mind yourself. Love you. Bye. Bye 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 bye. Now, bye, love bye. to your mum now. All right now. Off you go now. I'll leave you. Safe. All right. Be safe. So. Bye safe now. Bye bye. Bye now. Bye 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 bye. Bye, bye. now. Bye bye. bye. bye.